Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. Welcome back, listeners, to another session of Q&A with Bishop Julian. You're here with Jeremy Ambrose and myself, Javina Graham, and we're ready to be enlightened by another session of Q&A. Bishop, I hope you're ready for a big one tonight, because... I'm ready and raring. Okay, this question, this question is about all levels of society. From, from the guy on the train who listens to his headphones too loud and, and doesn't really care about what other people, how other people are affected by that, too. To people that are just going through their careers, just trying to get as much out of out of jobs as they can for their own self without any sort of sense of loyalty to the institution which they serve. I guess I just wonder, is there more of a focus these days on the individual's goals rather than what they can contribute to society and to their institutions? I think we live in an age, don't we, that, um, <clears throat> that really it's the age of the individual. The focus is on the individual. My rights... You know, Namby not in my backyard. You know that there's, there is just this general attitude around uh, to to want to focus on self and and to, to determine a lot of things, a lot of decisions that we make in terms of what's in it for me, what what how how can I benefit from this? Um, it, it's just part of the ethos, I guess, of, of our age. But it does raise some questions. I suppose, particularly as, as Catholics. Um, I think we need to to look at this question. Have have I been influenced by this um, this individualism? Do I tend to make decisions always in terms of myself? Um, maybe my job. You know, if I'm, I'm working a job for a while and say, I'll do this job provided it gives me um, it creates interest for me. I'm I'm uh, really liking it. I'm seeing that it's. Um, it's challenging and stimulating and so on. But then if, uh, if it goes to be a bit boring, I'll start looking around for something, something else. You know, that we, we find a lot of young people today will change jobs fairly regularly. And they'll stay in a job for about maybe a year and then start looking around. Now, obviously we need to find job satisfaction. We need to find uh, a, a working environment that we find is, is really using our gifts and so on. But I think there can be the attitude that uh, that really I'm determining a lot of things according to to myself. And things like a sense of duty or a sense of responsibility or a sense of loyalty, these virtues are virtues that perhaps don't receive enough attention today. Do you think I'm right? Maybe, maybe I'm just being a bit hard on the younger generation, but uh, would you agree that this is what you see around you at the present moment? I, th I think definitely. I think, um, and I think it's, it's one of those things that can infect you without, even, without you even knowing. Um, and I mean, I'd like to throw it back, Bishop, and say even companies and businesses themselves have developed this individualistic mentality whereas 
um, I mean, the, the employer also doesn't have loyalty to the, to the employee. So it, it's working both ways where businesses will rather try to use their people rather than be loyal to them and look after them and give them their rights. I think that's very true. I, I think it's not just um, young people or it's not, not just uh, people who are em employer, e employees, but it's also those who are employers because I think the attitude is pervasive across society. One of the issues here, of course, is this sense of what we often call utilitarianism. We just use people. Like, I'll employ you for what I can get out of you, and then if you're no longer providing for what I need, I'll get rid of you, you know? And, and so these, uh, these kind of attitudes can affect uh, companies and organisations as much as they, um, as they affect individual employees. And I, I don't think this is a good... Um, a good environment which to live you know the the uh, the church has always said that 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 even within the work situation the human person is is very important the human person really needs to be respected and that should operate at both levels both as uh, an employee i should i should assume a, a sense of responsibility and dedication and, and 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 really seek to serve my employer not just do the job for the money or for the satisfaction that I get out of it, but say that I, I really should be doing my job because I'm making a genuine contribution to the ends and purposes of the organisation that I belong to. But equally, the organisation should treat uh, its uh, employees not just as, um, as individual um, cogs in the machine, but rather treat them as human beings and respect their own particular human uh, needs and, and, and situation. So I think there's a good deal of um, examination, I think, that needs to go on in our society at the present moment on this issue. Mm. So it sounds like we're, we're advocating a steering away from this my, my own rights my, at, a, at all costs kind of mentality to something that's more based on the common good. Is that what we would call it? Certainly the common good is one of the elements of Catholic social teaching. It's one of the elements we find very strong in the Catholic moral teaching over the centuries. People like St Thomas Aquinas very much highlighted the importance of, of, of the common good. And I, I think one of the, um, the, the Christian attitudes that we have that's, that's very evident in Christ himself, where Christ said, I did not come to be served but to serve. You know, so... Christ didn't come for what he could benefit, what he'd get out of it. He came to give. And you know, this, this fundamental attitude of the Christian is one who, who gives, who serves, who contributes, who's working for the common good. So you know, I'd like to say that in my role, in my job, it's not just doing the job professionally well, but I really do want to make a contribution even beyond what uh, what's required of me that this this attitude of uh, of giving of oneself uh, is 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 a, it's a fundamental Christian attitude, and and I think it's something we do need to examine today in light of uh, of a lot of attitudes we find around us in society. Mm. So if, if a society isn't based on the common good, but rather based on the individual rights of each person. What kind of a society would 
would that be for us? Well, I think when you focus on the individual, what you do is fracture the society. You see, so you have a whole lot of, if you like, independent units all going around pursuing their own objectives and their own ends. If you have a society that is focused on the common good, then it's going to naturally bring the society together. It's going to be a, it's going to be a healthier society. It'll build up what we often call the social capital. I think individualism breaks down the social capital because people are really intent on themselves and on their own particular needs, on their own particular futures. And, uh, and so there is this atomization of society and that's not healthy for a society. Uh, societies will be far healthier when people are saying, I want to contribute to the common good, to the overall purpose and direction of society. So again, I think we can say that Christian understanding and Christian principles are actually the best things, not only for individual life, but also for society. Okay. Well, Bishop, I often hear this phrase about a um, greatest good for the greatest number. Is, is that the same thing as the common good that we're talking about here? That can very easily slip into a certain utilitarianism, can't it? In other words, you, you decide, we often hear people talk about, uh, uh, like we talk about the national interest. You know, again, this is sort of saying we want to just get the best we can and maybe for the best number, but we, we're replacing um, principle with pragmatism. We're, we're actually uh, living more by what we see as the immediate end or objective that we can get out of something rather than standing back and saying, no, this is good because it is good. We should do this because there is a principle of truth, of integrity, of honesty, of, of beauty. And so I think this is the issue that, um, that we, we do need to examine as a society. Have we moved away from a focus on building and creating the society based on principle, on integrity, on honesty, on truth, and replaced it with just the pursuit of my own personal pragmatic goals and, and objectives? Well, this has been quite an existential but also societal discussion. This has been good to contemplate. Thank you very much for your input, Bishop Julian. So, Jeremy, when you're, you're at Mass, I'm, I'm sure you, um, you're looking up at the altar and um, you, you see various things that are used, various um, vessels that are used at, at Mass. You probably notice that um, when it comes to communion time, um, as well as the hosts that have been consecrated on, in, on the altar, that uh, the priest or the deacon or, or acolyte will go to the tabernacle, he'll bring down a container and place it on the altar for the extra hosts that might be needed for distribution of, uh, of Holy Communion. Do you, have you seen that particular vessel? It's, it's sort of like a cup and it, has, and it has a stem, but it has a lid on it. So it's, it's a little different to say, certainly the chalice, but it has a similar shape in the sense that it's a, uh, a cup shape uh, with, a, with a stem, but it has a lid on it. Do you, know, do you know the name of this particular 
Item. Well, Bishop, to be quite honest, I'm so absorbed in prayer during the Mass that I don't notice anything. But please, you've intrigued me. Please tell me more I about it. I think of it as, as the cup with a really nice fitting lid, but I don't it, know the name. Please tell that, us. It's called a ciborium. Ciborium. Oh, I would have guessed that. Yeah, easily. Ciborium. It, it's, um, again, it's one of the things that has, has become uh, uh, associated with, with Mass. It's... Um, it was something that uh, has been quite ancient and originally the, the idea was that hosts were kept um, in the tabernacle at Mass because there may be a need to take communion to sick people or, or, or whatever. So there were always hosts kept. And, and also in, in these days in, in running a large parish, uh, you can never estimate exactly how many people are going to come to Mass. You try to consecrate sufficient hosts for the people who are at Mass, but you, you'll you need to, you might get a bit shorter or, or have too many left over. And so we have this particular receptacle called uh, Ciborium. It's um, it's something which uh, which does have origins outside of uh, of Catholicism, but it's, um, but it's something which has become uh, a particular... Uh, vessel that that is associated particularly with uh, with mass, and uh, it's it's just become uh, a useful way in which hosts can be preserved. What, one of the reasons it has a stem on it is simply that um, if it's going to be used to, to to distribute Holy Communion, then it's very easy for the priest to hold the the vessel by the stem and then take the hosts. To, to give to people. And it's a very easy way to actually carry it, to place it back in the tabernacle and so on. So the ciborium is, um, is something too that is really very much part of, um, of a celebration of Mass and it's the, the container that is, is principally used to preserve the hosts that are consecrated Mass when they're placed back in the tabernacle after, after Holy Communion. Well, thank you, Bishop. Um, thank you, Jovina. Thank you. This has been another excellent session of Q&A. I know we've all learned something, and now we can ponder these things both at Mass and outside of Mass. Thanks, Bishop Julian. Good. Thank you. You've been listening to Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteus. For more episodes, visit radio.org.